Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, happy Thursday morning. It's the LBP where we believe building a business is the best way to get more personal freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you. Those merry folks around me is my captain, my co-host right here in in the Bali house, in the new Bali. That's right, in the new Bali house. You can find uh, him on Skype. His handle is gonna cold call you. How you doing, Ian? That's right. Doing well <laughs> here in Bali. Yeah, buddy. If you guys stick around to the end of the episode, we're gonna lay out our plans and some of our biggest goals for 2013. It's gonna be a doozy if we can manage to stay alive on these motorcycles. Did you know? Fun fact that the end of 2012 represents five years in business for me and you. Yeah, that's crazy. I've been thinking a lot about that actually. I have too, and uh, you know, I hear people the other. I was listening, to, I think Fresh Air, and this guy was, uh, I think it was Fresh Air, or, uh, This American Life. He was getting off his last bus route, and he'd been doing it for 15 years. Yeah, and I thought, oh crap, that's only like two times longer than we've done, it. three times longer than we've been doing it. You know? You know, I was I was reading uh, M. J. DeMarco's book, The Millionaire Fastlane. I was going back to that as like a reference point for similar books uh, that I'm writing, and one of his suppositions is that the Millionaire Fastlane it basically takes you seven years to lap the slow lane. So the slow lane would be like 40 years saving in 401k. Yeah. And he thinks the fast lane is seven years. So it's kind of interesting. I look at that and it's not just us. I look around at our crowd, like other DCers who got started in 07, 06. Right. And you're starting to see it. Yeah. Starting to see it. All right. Some iTunes reviews for this podcast. Ian B. Fexen says, Dan and Ian, thank you so much for producing this killer podcast. I'm a loyal fan and DC member and a brand advocate. See you in Bangkok, baby. I think that's Nick. Nick, is that you? It might be Nick. Robert from CEO Talk Radio says, I can't really say enough about Dan and Ian's advice or entertaining podcast. As a longtime listener, I just joined the DC and I've already generated more than enough in terms of revenues and savings to pay for my membership for years. Wow. That's exactly the kind of DC we want. Robert is doing some fantastic things. And you know what? He is an MBA professor. Wow. That's pretty cool, huh? That is cool. Yeah. Say hello to Robert. Thank you so much. Check out CEO Talk Radio. You ready for some meat and potatoes today, Ian? Yeah, but first, one of our products was featured in a movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really? <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> I was watching uh, Ted. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I don't but, watch uh, movies. We've been over this. Yeah. Well, I was stuck on a plane, and uh, Shramco recommended that I watch some movies yep. on Twitter, so I decided to watch movies, and there Let's it was. Let's do the Shramco drop. Business. <laughs> so anyway, Shramco recommended that I watch some movies, so that's what I did, and I watched Ted, and lo and behold, our key box was in uh, the movie. All right. Pop quiz. Shramco says you jump off a bridge. What do you do? Watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about goals. Uh, for 2013. You know, in business, Ian, I think there's two different kinds of goals you can set. We, as old school business guys, always set the old revenue figures. Yep. But they don't always serve to motivate you well. We were talking about whether we should do a certain SaaS application this morning over breakfast. And if our only goal was to make X amount of money, 
like the answer for the SaaS application would be yes, right? Because is it going to make us money? Well, yeah, we think. I mean, it's a, it seems like a good business idea. So why won't we take that on? I think part of the problem is, is like, as an entrepreneur, when you lose out on the value and the principle of what you're doing and just go for money, sometimes you can screw up your business and you can definitely screw up your best energy every single day. Like all of a sudden, you're going to become a SaaS app entrepreneur. Right, just to chase that revenue. So uh, yeah, to be clear, this year we fell short of our revenue goal uh, by about 500000 uh, and I think that's okay. You know, we set we set a stretch goal. Uh, we didn't hit it, but that's all right. But I think what you're saying is like it, it matters more what you're up to and what your mission statements are than than what your revenue goals are. And I think you know one of the hard things about this, Dan, is that's really easy for us to say maybe because we're making some revenue, we're you know living a decent life and all that stuff. But what do you say to the people that haven't created any revenue yet? Well, I want to say like here's the thing: the reason that revenue goals are important is because they force you to expand your mind. They force you to do the thought experiment and break your business. So last year when we sat down and said, we want to do $3 million or whatever we said we wanted to do, we had to imagine ourselves in that new spaceship, you know, how many people are in it? What kind of controls are at the driver's seat? You know, you have to run through like, can we still rock it on old school QuickBooks? You know, right. you know what I mean? Like, do we need to get a server? Do we, all these kinds of things. I think that's why I like to have revenue goals, but that doesn't help you act day to day. And that's why we've got sort of more habitual goals in place. Like, how do we want to spend our day-to-day? Like, what do we want our business to look like? What is our mission statement? Who are we trying to help and what are we trying to do for them? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to focus a little bit on some more habitual goals and talk about some resolutions that we have for 2013. And one of the things I'd like to leave you guys with is, can you identify some keystone habits in your life? Like, Simple things that if you change, like a classic keystone habit is exercise. They say if you change your exercise habits, sometimes there's like a domino effect. Right. Or, so, or like the way you wake up in the morning. Maybe you wake up late and you should be waking up early, something like that. What's your waking up schedule nowadays? Yeah, you know, that's like, a good question. It used to be like the just awful, right? You used to yeah. show, to, show to work late. When we first started working together, I thought you thought you were hot shit. It was like, this guy walks in at like 10 o'clock every day. With no, I just can't get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's usually, it's early to rise these days. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah. All right. So here's my first New Year's resolution, Ian. Number one, I'm going to go primal. As many of the blog readers and listeners have read about for years, I for five years now, I've been flirting with the no carb diet, basically. So basically paleo, and this is also gluten-free, although I'm a little bit on the fence about how gluten affects me in particular. But the reason that I initially got into it was productivity. The other day I was talking to somebody on a blog uh, and they asked me um, about my experience with modafinil. Right. And they were like, hey, what's the best smart drug out there? And you know what the response to that is? not eating sugar yeah not like if you think about it i mean i'm not a scientist but modafinil is a little teeny pill think about all the stuff you put in your mouth all day long right and and i don't know if this is a particularly scientific way to look at it but the biggest productivity gains in your life can be achieved by getting rid of that insulin response that makes you tired yeah since i since i started i mean i've been on and off 
with the uh, with the no carbs it's for so probably about the to. last two years. Yeah, yeah. but actually, I've I've figured out uh, through that diet a way to stabilize my weight. So it's been really important for me. Um, now that I have that tool, I can actually you know get my weight to where it needs to be. But uh, the the real cool thing for me and not eating sugar and, and a lot of these whites is that I've been like much more in tune with my body and I haven't just felt like crap, you know? Yeah. So now that I'm like eating much less carbs in my life, I consistently don't feel like crap. And that actually allows me to feel other things that are going on too. Because yeah. if you're in this constant state of feeling like crap, you can't really notice the small things. And so now I'm even noticing more of the small things that affect my diet. And the science is just coming through so hardcore with Alzheimer's and, of course, diabetes and, uh, you know, all these kind of inflammatory responses that you have from eating, basically poisoning yourself on a day-to-day basis. And I just feel like, you know, over the last five years, I've yo-yoed so much with this concept, and I know it's the right thing to do. And this year is the year of habit formation. I want to get focused on forming that habit and sticking to it as a long-term thing because I think it's important. Yeah, and we're real lucky. I, I think uh, the more we travel in Southeast Asia, the more we uh, figure out. I mean, this is much easier to do in the United States. You come to Asia, though, and you're like, oh, it's so hard. You know, I got to. Because you want to eat the noodles. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I would really like to recommend a book, Ian. I read this book uh, two weeks ago, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's called The Power of Habit Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. This is an extraordinarily entertaining book. When I posted on Facebook that I read this, um, like so many people responded and said, oh, I love that book too. It was so amazing. Like this is truly a fantastic book and it can help you to mine your habitual uh, cycles and how to fix them if you want. And it also, here's the coolest part. It doesn't only focus on personal stuff. It actually talks about habits of business and social structures too. So it's really relevant. And also, I'd like to point you to The Primal Blueprint by Mark Sisson. And you can check out Mark's blog at Mark's Daily Apple. Mr. I'm buff and I'm 60. That guy is freaking, he's like a gorgeous specimen of humanity. And so is his wife. And they just like look fantastic. They look like they're 30 years old. They're amazing. And it's a really great blog. Um, uh, so I enjoy reading the, the success stories on that blog, the recipes. It's really inspiring if you want to make this primal life change. Cool? Awesome. All right, what's number two, man? I'd like to stay wealthy in the new year, and I'd like to be healthy. Um, and like we just talked about, that's a constant battle, and it does mean cutting out uh, a lot of the carbs in my life and continuing to do that uh, and continuing to build good habits. So It's a weird thing, too, because... You know, back in the day, like when we were growing up, especially being wealthy means not having any restrictions. It's like, oh, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to eat that. It's like, I want this. I want it. You get whatever you want. Yeah. Mr. Consumer. Yeah. And that's exactly it's really uh, just it's childish. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, staying. And I'm not above that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not above that at all. I'm like a kid. I walk into the store and I'm like, I'll take it. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. You guys serve an ice cream too? (laughs) (laughs) I had some ice cream the other day. (laughs) So delicious. All right. Uh, Let's talk about number three. Um, This year for sure, 15 minutes a day of mobility training for me. All right. I'm going to call you out. So Mm -hmm. what happened last night was we all got in our squat poses in the kitchen. And uh, you were probably the furthest away from the Asian squat. And this was a goal that you set for yourself last year. So what happened? Well, I set it for myself about what, five or six podcasts ago. I have made a lot of improvement. I had a small injury hold me back, but my heels are about a quarter inch away 
from getting into the squat right now. I actually think I can do it by the deadline. I think I got one more week to go. I think if I push it this week, I can get there. So I will get back to you guys on next week's podcast. I'm almost there. Okay, but what part of what we're going to do here in Bali is we're going to start going to yoga. You're yep. interested in going to yoga, so I'm going to take you to the yoga studio. We're going to do that maybe two or three times a week. I think that'll probably help a lot um, with your uh, with your mobility. So what I've been doing every day is I run every day. And part of the problem is, is like, you sit for eight hours or you, you know, you lay around and you sit and then you go running. So you do repetitive exercise on top of a, a poorly aligned frame. Right. And so, you know, all those nagging injuries that build up over the years can get worse. So I also look at massage as part of these 15 minutes. So like anything that's like low friction, easy for me. I love doing the ball stuff that we talk about where we mobilize our joints by sitting on lacrosse balls and stuff like that. And I do think that's important. You know, we've got a lot of friends going in for back surgeries young. I mean, a lot of people in my family have back problems and it's because of this sitting culture. And I think if I'm going to make my money sitting at least part of the day, I got to have this built in as a habit in my life that I am doing mobility training. Yeah. Speaking of habit, I like making massage part of a habit here, especially in Asia. I think, uh, growing up in the United States, uh, I, I, I was, it was always kind of pounded into me that like a massage is like a, um, it's like a, it's like a gift or it's like a, um, a higher a, class kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's like, um, a high end thing to do when really I think it's a, a health issue. Yeah. Know? Here in, here in, uh, Asia, in Thailand in particular, it's, it's baked into the culture. Like people massage each other and it's, you know, your posture and how you move is a part of day-to-day life and your posture has improved quite a bit since you you started doing yoga yeah absolutely very cool all right number five focus on oh wait hold up a second number four right yep ruthless processization we talked about this a whole episode hey by the way last week's episode i got a ton of email that was a burner, I think, for some people. I think some people are putting those SODs, strategic operating documents, in place. And uh, for me, that's just really being earnest about it. Strategic overviews, general operating principles, processes. We're going to be hiring big time next year. Yep. That's going to be a theme. All right, number five, Ian. Uh, by the way, on this SOD, I'm interested to hear other people. What I want to know is, so basically, we've got our SOD on Google Docs. And you and I have been talking about Google Docs and a Wiki for a long time. Uh, I saw um, this large corporation, they have their SOD uh, basically on a wiki, yeah. right? And so what are some of the different wiki structures that you've seen if people want to do it on wiki instead of Google? Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, to me, I've only used Google Docs for this kind of thing. I mean, I know the software, but I would it would be interesting to see if people are using different pieces of software to do this. Yeah, I'm interested to see if any of uh, the listeners are up to that. Cool. What's your email address, by the way? Ian at lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Are you available? <laughs> All the time for chat. Yeah. If you send them an email about a spreadsheet, I'll take two weeks to get back to you. If you send them an email about uh, anything in- involving the podcast, much quicker, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Number five. Number five. Uh, personally, for me, this is um, this is interesting. Uh, like I said, uh, we've been doing business for the last five years. And I look back at some of the different projects that we've worked on. Um, and they're pretty cool. You know, we just started the portable bar company. We've on been the- in a movie. We've been in a movie. We did some cat furniture. We sent a portable bar to Adam Carolla. We sent a portable bar to Adam Carolla. Let's put that picture on this blog post, actually. Yeah, you got a DM. So here's my dad was so proud, by the way. (laughs) My dad was like, my son is doing something with his life. I sent Adam Carolla the, the picture and then he DM'd you. Yeah, buddy. I think he saw my work? I think he saw my follower account and he was impressed. I gotta get some more followers. <laughs> Anyways. At, at anything Ian. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we've been doing business for the past five years, and I just think, you know, and maybe I shouldn't be thinking this way, but I, I look back and I think, man, we should really, if we're going to do business again for the next five years, we should really work on some mission statements that are much bigger than we think we can accomplish. So far, I think we've worked on things that uh, were very much in reach. And in the next five years, and especially this next year, I want to I want to focus on projects and problems that are much larger than we think that we can we can solve. And I think it's scary, but I think it's good. Uh, so I want to do a little bit of reaching this next year. Speaking of reaching, my number six New Year's resolution is that I want to become a professional author next year. This is my original dream. Ian, if you go back to my, uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, my high school yearbook, next to my name, you know, when you said where you want to be in 10 years? Yeah. I wrote writing a bestseller. Now, I'm Ooh, how gonna, long? How how many years ago did you graduate? That was about uh, all right. All right, was, was seven years ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, this is going to be direct to Kindle, but that's fine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't know back then. I grew up in Central Pennsylvania, man. Yeah. So, but here's what I would like to do next year. I would like to be a full time author. I would like to put two books out. I'll actually be putting three books out because the one I've been working on this month, the one this month is going to be kind of like our general sort of call to arms, like our overall philosophy of our business. Right. But the ones I want to put out next year are focused on particular things that we're interested in, like micro multinationals or startup scene in Southeast Asia. I like to do these regular serialized books that are like thirty to 35,000 words that are really focused. So I'd like to put out two of those books next year. And, you know, this is part of like the research and writing and the podcasting that we're doing to help crack the nut for the community, so to speak. Like, I'd really like to, we've got a lot of spare time between me and you. I'd like to put our energies towards developing stuff that really works. You know, like if you want to quit your job and travel the world full time, that doesn't need to be rocket science. There's plenty of people in our community who've done it. And I want to task me and you with creating the materials that can help people get there. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be cool if, uh, if, if you can crank out three books to come up with a process. Absolutely. For that too, because it's absolutely necessary. If you're going to crank out two or three books here, I mean, you have to have a, a consistent format probably. You've got to have some kind of process wrapped around that. It's been a fascinating thing. The last month I've squandered a lot of my creative energy because I don't know what I'm doing. And so like I, I go off in the wrong directions all the time. Alyssa's really helped to ring, uh, ring me in a little bit. And she actually took parts of the book out and said, this is a whole other book, which is kind of right. exciting. And now I've got a clear format. I know the next book's going to be so much easier. And it's going to be more focused too, which is good. I mean, right now I'm writing like the manifesto day, Dan and Ian. So, I mean, it's a little bit absurdly broad. And speaking of that, my number seven point is uh, to continue to reach out to influencers and really level up in terms of uh, who we're associating with. And I think that's um, that goes back to your point. You know, uh, you got to listen. Got to stop hanging book. out with all these creeps, huh? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't call me. <laughs> But uh, you got Alyssa involved in the book, and um, you know that that was really helpful because she had some insight into in how to get that done, how to get that done quicker. And one of the things that we did this year was uh, we got a business coach. Yeah, exactly. And well, that's just we've been talking about having mentors. It's so critical to up level your relationships as you move along, and and to realize like when you hang out with these people, hey, I can hang in this game. You know, I can play this new game. Yeah. So this next year, up level those relationships. All right. Finally, number eight, and I think this is. Uh, this is very cliche of us, right? But we're going to become do-gooders in 2013. Yes, we are going to be 
NGOs without the BS. I freaking hate the NGO crowd. I'm sorry if you're in this crowd, but I don't just don't like the vibe of it. It's like, hey, we all believe the right thing and like that's good enough. Like I want action. I want results. Like hipsters. I want, exactly right. They're hipsters. So here's what I want to do. We've had this idea for a couple months or maybe a month now where we've been working on it quietly. We're going to go public with it in 2013. We're going to try to distribute e-readers to promising linchpin entrepreneurial students in the developing world. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So, and this is going to be a transparent NGO. It's going to be one that people can participate in with us. We're going to go in whether or not anybody's coming with us because we think it's worth it. Yep. Also, I like it because it's, it's with our values. Yeah, and so that's our mission this year is to start this NGO and to distribute as many uh, e-readers as we can in the developing country. Sounds I think like it's fun. super fun, man. And I think, jeez, um, uh, I can't even imagine. Hopefully, we're going to have a big impact. Um, but, you know, I think this idea of, um, of uh, telling stories through businesses is going to be much more important. So we're going to tell a story around the way that we distribute these e-books and who it impacts and we're actually going to do the same thing with our cat furniture this year. Yes. Uh, so we're going to rally around a charitable cause. We've been selling cat furniture for the past five years, and we've donated where we can to shelters and things like that. But you know what? I think the bottom line is like there's 10 other companies that are selling cat furniture. We have to figure out a better way to differentiate ourselves besides the products. And so how we're going to do that is through a story and through charitable giving. And I think that's, yeah. that could be kind of the future it's of turned products. Into, it's turned into a, uh, a marketing episode. And this is a great piece of advice, which is a lot of people ask us questions. How do I market my business? How do I get in front of more people? How, you know, I've only told, you know, I've told this amount of people and I've, it's okay, but I can't get more people to listen. And they're asking the wrong question. It's like, well, you'll get it in front of more people when you've got something worth talking about. Right. So you need to build a business that's worth marketing, not market more. This is Meatball Sunday, by right, the way. Right. This is Seth Godin. He's the most prescient person on the entire planet. Go back and read everything he's ever written. He's on it. Read, Listen to Startup School, the podcast, Seth Godin, iTunes. Indispensable listening. Indispensable. That's the linchpin book. Read that too. <laughs> this guy's covered all the bases. You don't need to listen to this podcast anymore. All you got to do is go read Seth Godin, start a business that's indispensable, be a linchpin, Boom, you're gonna be rich. Let's get moving on to just the tips. Woo! Wow. All right, buddy, you've been drinking lately. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of habits. Speaking of habits in 2013, I just wanna bring up uh, a little drink tip that I learned. A little drinksy, so, drinksy. Yeah, if you guys are looking to get off the beer, looking to get off the wine, may I suggest a new kind of vodka? Actually, it's not that new, but it's new on. Uh, it's new in my liquor cabinet and it's called <laughs> Tito's Vodka and Tito makes some of the best vodka I've ever had and it's relatively inexpensive uh, Tito is a guy from Austin, Texas he brews in Austin, Texas and uh, I suggest that you pick it up now I know that you can get it in several stores I know you can get it online but if you're a vodka drinker and you're looking for something that's really nice really smooth you can drink on the rocks I suggest Tito's call me Tito alright one more quick thing if you are a Kindle aficionado which I know you are I just want to point out that you can read your Kindle books online. And I've been doing this a lot lately with research books because I find it's really easy to highlight and note stuff. Yeah, like The 4-Hour Body, not a good Kindle book. Yeah, it, but it's great online because you can bust through it real quick and the images look great. Right. Um, so, you know, all you got to do is go to Kindle or go to Amazon.com, open up your managed Kindle thing, and you can read it. And, of course, the benefit, if you still haven't gotten on the Kindle train, this syncs. So when you need to take a bathroom break... 
just pick up your phone and continue reading in the bathroom because it syncs across all of your Kindle devices. That's why they call it one of the libraries. <laughs> all right, today we're going to play you out with Animal. This is the Mark Ronson extended remix of the Mike Snow contemporary classic. Good stuff. It's good stuff, buddy. We'll see you guys next Thursday morning. Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do.